Welcome to CFO 4.0, the future of finance. The CFO role is changing rapidly, moving from cost controller to strategic visionary. And with every change comes opportunity. We are here to help you take advantage of this transition to win at work, drive your career forwards and lead with confidence. Join Hannah Monroe, Managing Director of ITAS, a financial transformation consultancy, as she interviews key experts to give you real-world advice and guidance on how to transform your processes, people and data. Welcome to CFO 4.0, the future of finance. Starting a new CFO role doesn't have to be daunting. So whether you are new to the role or just new to the company, our 90-day master plan will help you get off to the best possible start with a shared collection of research, advice and guidance inspired by the CFO 4.0 podcast. So what are you waiting for? Download it now at www.itassolutions.co.uk. So hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of CFO 4.0. I'm very excited uh, to talk today to Manish Singh, who is the Director of Finance for Mama Shelter, a a vibrant and entrepreneurial um, hospitality brand. So welcome, Manish. It's lovely to have you on the show. Thank you, Hannah. Uh, pleasure Pleasure to be here. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit about your, your journey. So I, I think you've been in role for about two years, which is pretty much just before the pandemic. Why don't you just tell us a bit about your journey into this role um, and where you know your background and where you came from? Uh, right. Uh, so Mama Shelter London is the is the first uh, first hotel uh, within Mama Shelter family, which we opened here in UK. Um, and we opened in September 2019. Uh, I, I start, I joined this company, Mama Shelter London, uh, uh, in, I think, May 2019. So I'm a part of pre-opening team. Uh, so we started working on this. We started recruiting more people. We started putting all the policies. Uh, I, because I was, I joined as a director of finance. So I started looking into, uh, what accounting procedures we are going to implement, all the cost control, uh, you know, normal day-to-day finance, financial jobs. Uh, we opened in 2019, September 2019. Uh, the first, the first four months of September 2019 till December 2019. It was amazing. It was great. It was, it's like, it's, it was dream come true. Pleasure to be with Mama family, with Mama Shelter London. Uh, the staff, the employees were, were amazing. Uh, the revenue we were, we were doing was great. Uh, average room rate occupancy was, was lovely. Uh, and then, we moved on to 2020. Uh, well, January is always considered to be a dead month for the hospitality because it's after Christmas. Uh, so we didn't, we, uh, we were not very hopeful. We were not very excited about, about in financial terms for January. Uh, we were looking forward for February and March. There were positions we were advertised. Uh, we were recruiting new people. Uh, we were expanding our team and suddenly we hit with this pandemic in, uh, March. Uh, we have to shut down our operations. I think we closed our hotel on 21st of March, 2020. And, uh, that's it basically. And then the challenging time starts. Uh, well, as, as we are talking about it, uh, finance, HR, these roles is always considered, uh, to be as a, as a support services. Um, and suddenly, uh, finance and HR comes 
to come back onto a driving seat. Uh, we were looked up to it too because it's all about the cost control. Uh, how we're gonna we are going to reduce our 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 our, uh, our losses. Uh, and and we were we were in the limelight. Uh, probably every week we are having a meeting with the general managers, general manager with with our with our investor with our head office in Paris. Uh, and and yes, it's completely changed now. So instead of just reporting the numbers and profitability about the hospital about the about performance about hotel, it moves into a, a more crucial critical phase where well how to survive the business. So it was quite challenging. Uh, and yeah, and it's still carrying on as as if now we are still on not on on exactly the same mode. Uh, we are looking to recruit more people again. Uh, we are expanding. We are expanding. So revenue is getting better and better. Uh, so we are still, but but it's still very much what you call a safe mode. Uh, we are running our we are business in. Yeah, and I, I think that's an interesting piece because that you know they do say that you know as soon as um, disaster hits, which we I think we can all agree COVID was that. Um, plus, obviously, the piece around Brexit that that was a almost a convergence of. Um, of disasters as it, as it were to come in so it, looking back on it you know what advice would you have given to yourself for having survived what is it two years of covid almost for, for for in your role you know what were the things that you wish you'd known at the beginning well the first most important thing when the covid um, hit in 2019 uh, 2020 uh the new regulations which comes in play, which is the most important thing, furlough. Uh, okay, I heard about the furlough. I, I, I was familiar with this word because it's quite uh, aggressively been used in USA. Uh, so I knew what the furlough means. Uh, but I didn't know much about the practicality of furlough, how we are going to implement this, uh, how it needs to be implemented, what calculations needs to be done, how we are going to claim the wages. There was not uh, enough guidelines provided initially by the government through HMRC. Uh, so that was uh, a part of dilemma where myself and our HR manager at that time, Elisa, uh, we started working on this on the, on the different spreadsheets, like a humongous spreadsheet, putting all the employees' names there, how to calculate their salary, how to calculate uh, how much claims we can uh, put it through. So this is something we learned that you should always be up and ready. Even though I was working as a director, I'm working as a director of finance. Uh, this was the one element which came into the play and thought, hmm, okay, so I still have to learn some more tricks and tricks <laughs> of the business, uh, which was quite interesting. Uh, which, But again, it's a teamwork. That's why I said suddenly finance and HR were in the limelight and we, we, we managed to get it done. Uh, so it, it was a, it was a good experience. Then again, renegotiating all the contracts, um, asking for payment holidays to all the suppliers. Uh, generally, we don't do these things. Okay, we renegotiate the contracts, but we never asked a few of the suppliers who were the small suppliers. They said, okay, we can't give you payment holidays because we have also got our fixed cost, which we need to cover. And being, uh, Mama Shelter being ethical business, we thought, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Uh, we have to share some cost. Uh, and, uh, and that's why we said, okay, can we just delay some of the payments? Like mortgage holidays you received, uh, uh, from the bank. Uh, so that's another thing which we have learned, uh, how to deal with situation like this. It was quite a stressful. It's still a bit stressful. Uh, but I'm enjoying more now, uh, because after carrying through all these two years of pandemic, uh, yes. So these are the things which I've learned and I'm, I'm, I'm like 
I'm ready up for the new challenge. Whatever <laughs> it comes, I'm very happy. I'm happy to take take this. And I'm confident we'll come out with the flying colors. That's important. Absolutely. Um and and I guess that's that's the big thing because obviously you manage a team of four as well. Um how how did you manage obviously um their expectations plus the expectations of the business? You know, were there any things around managing a team that you learned during the pandemic as well? Mm. Right. Uh, yes. So we started with a team of four people. I was managing a team of four people due to this pandemic uh, and cost reduction. Uh, we kept uh, uh, people in our team on a follow until October. And in October 2020, I have to you know, make two more people redundant for my team because there was no business. There was no demand. Uh, and I have to, and being a director of finance, I have to get onto more hands-on approach. So instead of looking after someone else to do, like, for example, very easy thing. Cost controller. Uh, so there was no cost controller. In, we made redundant cost controller position in October 2020. Uh, there was no cost controller. Still, we have to do the cost control once the business is open. For example, a food cost, uh, beverage cost, which is, which is an integral part of, of F&B, of a hotel industry. So I have taken on that role. Uh, so prepare like food flash and a few other different reports, interacting more with the stock take procedure for beverage, uh, uh what's the gp we are managing how how to manage the correct gp uh so it's it's gone on to more like a hands-on approach rather than just monitoring and advising people how to do the things and how to get the things done uh which was quite challenging again same goes with that another two member of employees whom we kept on a payroll uh because thanks to flexi furlough uh, uh we, we have to distribute the jobs like uh some of the part of job of our income auditor was was like, uh, okay, uh, management accountant is on a follow if something, uh, some requests are there, something needs to be done urgently, then she has to step in. Same goes for management accountant. Uh, Pauline Russell, if, uh, if the, if the income auditor is not there, something been asked, some reports needs to be produced or looked into, uh, then Pauline steps into the job of, uh, income auditor and vice versa. Uh, so, so it's, it's more become, uh, uh, integrated team, three of us, uh, working with each other. It gives, an opportunity to income auditor and management accountant to learn each other job as well, uh, which was, again, it's a blessing in disguise. Uh, uh, income auditor has never thought that she'll be doing the cost controlling job or probably management accounting job, uh, but she had to learn it. And and thankfully, as yes, the team was good, uh, I always considered myself as a good trainer. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they'll vouch for me. Yeah, maybe we should get them on the podcast as well and ask that question. <laughs> that will be nice. I'm sure. I'm pretty confident. Um, yeah, so, so again, and, and they were happy and they were grateful. Um, in general, we, uh, uh, team head Mama Shelter, whether it's a finance, whether it's a HR, whether it's an operational team, uh, we are grateful. We are grateful to our owners. We are grateful to our investor, which is Cross Tree, um, that uh, they, they have shown a trust, uh, within the team. That uh, we'll be very careful when it comes to the expense, when it comes to the cost, uh, and we'll deliver our best when the right time comes in. So when the when the business starts opening up in July, August 2020, uh, we started showing them a growth. Okay, the revenue was not there what was expected, but then again, in comparison to revenue, we were not losing that much of money. So the cost control was was integral part, and when we delivered the the result. So it sounds like part of your success was not only obviously the support from your investors, and it sounds like they they've um, handled the situation very well, but also the opportunity to bring your team together, which I guess 
um, offers new opportunities. Were they excited? Were they interested in picking up the new roles? Or was it more a fact that they knew they had to do it? And it was part of the shift that was happening was, you know, how have they found that shift into more crossover than specialization? Well, exactly the same question I asked uh, uh, my colleagues, my team members, how you're finding it? Are you happy with your, with the new role with cross training, uh, learning about different things? Or, or you're very content, like, no, I just want to do my, my role, what I've been uh, recruited for. And, and they were very open. I don't know. It's just because it's me who was their boss asking the question and they wanted to portray a, a nice image. They said, but no, <laughs> frankly speaking, I think they were very honest. Uh, as I said, it's a very close knit team now. We all work together. And the response they gave me is like, uh, they're very, very happy. They're extremely happy with this. Uh, definitely it's very sad to see two of our colleagues to leave the team. Uh, but at the same time, that's opened a new opportunity for them. Uh, that, that, that made them realize that, okay, one of my, my colleague, uh, Katrina, who works as income auditor, she even started pursuing a different accountancy course. She got enrolled herself. Uh, I started supporting her, explaining her that, the things in practical, practicality, how it all works. Um, so I think they have taken it very nicely and they're very, very, uh, um, they're very good learner. Uh, doing extremely well right now. And again, it all comes with thanks to the support of our investor Crosstree. Uh, they have shown the trust and believe in, in the team here at Mama Shelter. Uh, so it was interesting journey. It was challenging at times, definitely. Uh, are we enjoying this movement? Yes, on a job basis, yes, we do. We are enjoying uh, what, what we have been given uh, under the particular circumstances. Uh, are we going to perform better? Definitely, we will when that time will come and once you'll see the business coming back uh we are we got a strong team uh very dedicated very honest very very uh loyal team hard-working team and we'll deliver the best and so what are your plans for the the team sort of moving forwards are you planning on continuing that sort of cross that cross role piece, but adding more resource, or are you considering perhaps going back to the specialized approach? Have you thought about that at all? I think we are going to do more towards the, the, the cross role approach, cross training, uh, because I think that's, that's, that's the major challenge. That's, that's what's going to come next. Uh, because at the moment, if you are looking at, for example, if you look at, let's say housekeeping uh, roles, right? Now, because of the Brexit and because of the pandemic, uh, we are definitely struggling with chambermaids. Now, chambermaids are the people who cleans the rooms, who make it ready for the next arrival. Uh, there, there is a massive shortages. Uh, so there are times when uh, we can go above 60, 70% occupancy, but we can't take any more guests because there are no staff to clean the rooms. Uh, so you have to, we, we realize it as an industry, we realize it how important these roles are. Um, so we have even given them uh, extra money. So we have increased the hour, hourly rate. Uh, we even asked the staff, so for example, in FNB department, we got waiter, waitresses, runners, if they would like to clean the room uh, to do, take off the job and we'll pay them extra. Uh, so I think cross-training across the department is very, very crucial. It's very important. Uh, and that's what we are going for. So a hostess in a restaurant, she has, she's been cross-trained now to check in the guest at reception. Um, a receptionist have been told, have been, have been cross-trained, uh, how to get the guest booking for the, for the restaurant, for the lunch or dinner or Sunday brunch services. 
so so it's 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 a, it's a, the cross training is is something what we are more keen into it and we are doing this we are implementing this people are working um, across the department now that's a really interesting trend and I, and I, and I don't think it's just the hospitality piece i think that's a lot more about flexible resources you know as we go through this whole covid and come out hopefully come out the other side of it um maybe not intact but a better version of ourselves we would hope um but yeah that's a really interesting trend so you did mention earlier and i wanted to pick up on one piece around the fact that obviously mama shelter is very ethical um brand and it's something you sound very very proud of so tell us a little bit about that side of things and how you approach that from a finance perspective well when we say very ethical we it means uh like we are we are the brand uh we are a, we are a hotel we are a company who always looks after our, after our people uh people who works for us uh we respect them we value their their hard work their dedication their honesty their loyalty uh so even 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 the tough time uh like when the businesses were shut uh there was no no revenue stream there were there were no revenue coming into 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 our business um we still looked after them so for example most of the employees even before the redundancy redundancy hit in october 2020 uh we asked the people if we would like to get cross trained if we want to change the department uh and and unfortunately yeah we had to let quite a few people go uh but but lots of like for example head waiters uh they were promoted as a floor manager because they have been in a business all, almost one and a half to a year now that they have to they have we have to show them that there is a career progression it's not just all about paying their high high rate or extra wage amount uh there has to be a career progression there has to be learning and development going on at the same time so these are things we which we embarked onto it so there were lots of other training like like there's something called floor training where people get trained about their departments about health and hygiene and safety which is again it's a it was a it is a critical part in the pandemic so we started training guys on on the different platform uh we started promoting the people by 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 their capabilities um so that's why we we say we are very ethical even uh, even I'll, I'll put for ethical in the monetary term in the finance term if you'll say uh government has introduced uh, small business uh, loans and and different grants so for example i claimed one there was a government grant in january february this year i think um where the small businesses were given given around 30 35000 pound pound uh, on 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 the basis of their turnover which i claimed and then our investor said no we don't need it uh we don't need this grant we are we are we are pretty well off we we got money in our bank account and uh, and uh, and ultimately i had to refund that money i just called the council and said sorry uh we don't need this grant please give it to someone else who who, who need it more and we refunded that money so this shows that uh, it's just not about our team our investors are also very very ethical they want to run the ethical business uh if there is no require require uh, if there is no requirement for extra fund or extra cash we don't need it we won't ask for it we don't you know we'll survive if we are surviving we are good we are happy yeah and that's that's a really unique and rare thing to i guess it's it's becoming more common isn't it the the concept of ethics in business i think there's a lot of talk about it but what i love about that example is that's a you know that's a unique situation that i think if some businesses were in they may not make the same decision so i think that really does demonstrate your ethics 
Um, and, and you also mentioned, obviously, your suppliers and the, the ethics of supporting them as well. Because you started off by saying that ethically you work, you know, you work ethically with your team. And then you mentioned you work ethically, you know, within, you know, within the government piece, with, with your funders and with your investors. And then you also mentioned um, the fact that, you know, how you approach your supplier relationships as well. So tell us a little bit about how you work there. Right. Um, most of our suppliers, so for example, if you call it, if you'll take a food and beverage suppliers, they are, they are, they are very much, they are the local suppliers. So if we'll give an example, let's say one of a beer, uh, which we serve here to the customers, uh, it's called Forest Road and Forest Road Brewery is just 50 yards from where we are based in East London, right? Uh, so again, we changed during the pandemic. So, so the owner of Forest Road Brewery came to see us and said, okay, we are just your local business. Uh, can you do something about us? And we said, yeah, why not? We have to support. It's all about local economy, right? When the staycation kicks in, it's just not kicks in from people from coming from York to London. It's all about the local economy and we have to support the local businesses, small businesses. So we're getting on board. Uh, now we are serving a forest road. Uh, uh, beer, which is, it's a lager. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Um, at the same time, when I'll say we are supporting this because it's not the cheapest in the market. So if we could have, we could have gone for the big brands who could have given us a massive discounts and, uh, we could have seen a, a very good GP, beverage GP coming to our, to come in a play. Instead of that, we have gone for a little bit more expensive, but it was the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do is to support the local business. So we still opted for them. Um, though we are again cutting down our profitability. Uh, same goes for our printing supply. Like uh, the printing supply is just 20, like two doors away from us. Uh, we took him on board. Uh, all the printing requirements within the hotel. Uh, it just will call them or we just go and watch, see them and we'll place an order and they'll just get it delivered. Um, same goes for even, I'll give you a very good example, photocopier, to, photocopier toners, right? Now for that, if you, you, you got a massive big contracts from different big, big companies, uh, you call them or, or they'll send you automatic toners or something. Um, our, our, uh, our supplier is just, uh, probably 10 yards away. If we need something, we just call them and the guy comes in himself. It's a one man show. He works alone in his business. He just bring it to the reception and give it to the reception team. Okay. Here you go. That's your toner. Uh, we pay them pretty much on time because that's another thing. Taking, uh, supporting your supplier by buying their product is one thing. Okay. You're helping them a lot. At the same time, making a payment on the time, uh, is, is important for their, to, to, it's important for them to sustain in the business. Uh, so for example, if a beer company says, can you make a payment in 15 days time? Just take a credit for two weeks or something. Uh, we pay them in 15 this time. We have just taken a two weeks of credit. We don't go for, normally we go for 30, 45 days credit. But if they want, want to give only two weeks credit, that's fine. There is another supplier who wants, who said that, uh, it will be great if we can pay it on a pro forma basis. So it's like, if you make an advance payment, then I know how much I have to produce and then we can deliver it to you and say, okay, that's fine. Um, so it's, it's just not ethically about, about, about placing an order. And not paying them on time, but it's about continuity. You place an order, you get the products, make sure you make a payment on time as well. 
finance generally is not finance people are not known for this they always <laughs> delay their payments uh, yep. but what one thing has taught us in, in this environment in this pandemic that no uh, is uh, i think ethically lots of people talk about it uh, how to implement it yes uh, i can i'm pretty sure i'm confident that yes I, i'm doing it i'm i'm, pro- I'm processing uh, all these values in my in my day to day work so I, i'm glad about it Yeah and and just have interest have you seen any benefits to the relationships that you have with suppliers with your the way your team have responded to that ethical nature have you seen any sort of you know an intangible impact oh yes oh yes that's that's a very good question um so the example which i gave forest road beauty or or for the for photocopy supplier or the printing supplier right uh we are on such a terms uh, that even if if our bar manager uh, for example he forget to order on friday afternoon he suddenly realize or he haven't got play- enough kegs uh, sitting in the cellar uh, believe me and it happened he called the supplier at around 5 half 5 on friday asking will it be possible because uh, weekend is looking quite busy and it's quite sunny and it's nice uh, we might need more kegs extra kegs will it be possible for you to deliver us generally most of the beverage if you go for the branded big beverage companies you got a dedicated days so they'll only deliver on thursday they only deliver on monday uh but because forest road is just 50 yards away uh the guy was happy and said yes then why not i can get it done so next thing tomorrow next thing the first thing in the morning at 7 o'clock uh he put his three kegs uh, in his delivery van and it was yeah at our, at our doorstep no problem no hassles everyone is happy about it so these are the things they they got their own little pub as well at uh, a shop you can call it where they can do testing and everything and and they keep asking us why don't you guys come over uh, we'll we'll give you a show around how to brew the beer how to pull the, pull the nice pint <laughs> and uh, i'll be honest i'm very I, i wanted to go i didn't have a chance to visit the place but this is something so this is what you call a, a relationship you build a relationship with a supplier Yeah and it's a two it sounds like very much a two way street and and I think that's something that people often forget when they're working with suppliers is that the best supplier relationships I think are a partnership rather you know and that it has to work both ways so that's that's a really great perspective on that um and have you seen that behavior reflected in how your team as well because obviously you're leading from the front and driving these conversations um how have your team reacted to to that approach as well actually they love it they literally love it uh because it's just not me or my general manager jamie kerr we are negotiating to the supplier these are the local suppliers they if even if they're not supplying anything or they're not bringing any product to the hotel sometimes they even pop in just for a drink just for a meal or something and then they introduce themselves okay yeah i supply you this beer or, or this food or this paper or something and they talk to they chat to each other they 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 they'll have a conversation about different things uh, and they build a nice relationship so next time for example um let's say uh, if if they need a certain bread or something they want it uh, again the bread suppliers are just nearby as well we it's a local supplier we got uh and i i can look at the cost point of view uh how much is going to cost me this thing and if we'll go for the higher different supplier what the cost implementation for uh once the suppliers build up a build a relationship for, with a chef uh it's very really easy for chef to explain what what his expectations are 
So it's like a first-hand experience they are having with each other. Uh, what exactly the product they are looking for, uh, what quality they are looking for. Uh, they can just directly interact with the suppliers. Suppliers can inter- understand it better rather than me explaining them. Um, the two are talking together. And, and that's bring a very, uh, you know, they build a nice relationship. Uh, so I think that's the, the employee wise, I think staff wise, yes, they are pretty happy. Uh, and they feel, and they feel valuable. The, your staff, your employee feel va- valuable. They think that they have been given some authority, some responsibility. Uh, and they're adding some value to the business, which is important to make them feel uh, precious, important. Uh, so I think, yeah, they've taken it nicely and they're very pleased about it. Raise your game with Sage Intact. Bring down your close time by up to 79%. Use agile real-time reporting for instant visibility. Land an average ROI of 250%. With the heavyweight cloud software rated number one for customer satisfaction. Finance that packs a punch. Find out more from ITAS, the UK Sage and Tech Partner of the Year at itassolutions.co.uk. Wonderful. Now, and as they should be, I think it's a great, um, a great prom- a concept. And I, and, and, uh, and I think it's really interesting in how you started the conversation about how you approach ethics. And as we've delved into more, that it's, it's obviously a way of life for you and your team. And it's threaded throughout, you know, the way that you deal with, you know, all sorts of individuals within all stakeholders within the business, which is, is fabulous. It's really great. So obviously looking forwards, you know, we've survived, um, I would say we thrived, but we survived, you know, what is it, 18 months of pandemic. What's on your sort of watch list? What are you thinking about for the next sort of six to 12 months? Next six to 12 months is all about, so last 18 months or let's say two years, it's, it's all about how to control the cost. Uh, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, this is what, what uh, we had the, HOD meeting, uh, I think last week. And, uh, part of my presentation was, this is what I told them. I said, last 18 months was all about control the cost, cost cutting, make sure we are not losing that much money, you know, and things which are not required right now, just hang on to it. If you don't need 400 glasses of champagne to order right now, don't order it. Just order 50 or 100, whatever is required, bare minimum. Uh, and what I explained last week, I said, you know what, let's prepare ourselves because I'm, we are pretty hopeful that business is going to return back to the normalcy. The normalcy will come back to us. Uh, and let's start planning ahead. So if you are missing, if you want some procreant cutleries, you want to order it, submit, make that, give me the requisition. I'll look onto the course and we can go ahead. Same goes for the team. If you think you are missing a team member, let us know. Let me know. Uh, Submit your request and we'll again, uh, if you need to recruit, we'll go ahead with the recruitment. So even right now, there are quite a few positions where, where we are recruiting for. That includes even uh, a sales manager, uh, CDP, sous chef. Uh, so these are the positions which we are, which we are recruiting for. So it shows that, you know, we are in a very much, instead of uh, uh, running the business in a safe mode, we want to go uh, full steam ahead. Fabulous. And, and that is actually really interesting you say that, is that that is what has been reflected in the latest CFO survey report from Deloitte, is that that shift, like you say, from cost control into how do we prepare ourselves for growth? 
um and how do we sort of get our get the business into a place where it should have been in you know if the joys of covid and everything else hadn't happened so um and and just be interested we talked a lot about the impact of covid how much impact has brexit had on on your business in particular and some of the decisions you've made over the last sort of 18 months i think brexit has definitely impacted quite badly in, in our hospitality sector um they started with as i mentioned about the chambermaids uh in housekeeping department um so to be to to stay and work in uh, united kingdom you should have been present as on 30th of june to get registered uh, for this entitlement to work here uh because of pandemic loss of them uh they have gone back to their their, their country uh they they couldn't manage to return or they didn't come back uh and we can see that that's it's it's impacting badly even for that matter i can give you a very good example uh d- delivery drivers um th- there was a there was a day in last week uh when we didn't le- receive our linen delivery on time because there were shortages of delivery drivers thankfully we got two massive uh, washing machine and dryer in our hotel uh where we cleaned almost 250 to 300 pillowcases uh got cleaned dried up pressed ironed ready to put uh, put in the room so brexit has impacted uh, a lot uh, it's 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 challenging time as far as uh, recruitment is concerned finding the right people for the right job it is challenging but but again there becomes the cross training exercise so you train people across the board to work in a different department so yes it's it's challenging at the same time it's it's an opportunity as well uh for your for your team for your employees uh to l- learn different skills absolutely and if you talked obviously a lot about um your team and their development what are your plans for your own personal development over the next 12 to 18 months are there any areas that you're going to personally be focusing on Yes, personally I'm going to focus on to take a take a back seat again now. Uh, <laughs> 18 months were quite challenging for me. Um believe me I am tired. Uh so I think <laughs> my another another quite a few other finance people they must must say the same thing they are pretty tired now. Uh and uh, would like uh, like sales revenue these people to come on a you know take a front seat front row seat. Got on a driving seat, start driving more revenue, and uh, we'll sit back a little bit and and see how the business goes. Uh, we'll <laughs> do the valuable input when and where required. Uh, otherwise, we are happy to prepare all the reports for you and financial statements. Uh, <laughs> apart from that, uh, I'll see. So it's the, the it's still what we are missing in Mama Shelter right now because we have been open for two years, but out of those two years, eighteen uh, months probably we were closed because of the pandemic so the way i see myself for next two years is uh is to establish the ship establish mama shelter london first um the revenue what we initially forecasted at the beginning uh prior to pre-opening of mama shelter achieve those numbers uh again support the team uh try to get best out of them uh and and that's that's what i yeah so i'm i'm not saying that yes i want another job another challenge at the moment no i'm i'm very happy where i am and for next 18 months to years yes i would like to see the revenue come back uh we start making some profit because money is important 
and try to yeah try to recoup the losses what we have made in last 18 months uh once we have done that then i'll see yes what's what's available in the market <laughs> absolutely and and i think that's it and it sounds like you know you're 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 getting excited about shifting back into that traditional FD role, director of finance role. And, you know, a few less spreadsheets by the sounds of things wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's the whole concept. But let's see how it goes. Again, we are hearing the case, uh, the, the, the COVID cases are on the rise. Uh, we heard our prime minister yesterday um, on the press briefing. Uh, but again, I, I really appreciate the prime minister has taken this courage to say, Plan A is the plan A. Uh, we are not going to concentrate on plan B. And plan A is to get maximum people vaccinated, keep the, the, the rates low. Uh, and, and, and it sounds very positive. Initially, yes, I, if you ask me how, what were your thoughts about last week? Last week, I was thinking, oh, we might going to go for another, you know, fire lockdown or something they call it in October. But after listening to the prime minister yesterday in a press conference, I thought, no, it's not going to happen. I, I have a, I have a trust. I have a confidence in our, in our government, uh, in our prime minister. And, uh, I think, uh, we'll be fine. We'll be good. Hey, and that's it. It's it's all just such a moving piece, and I think the only thing we can say is that things will change. And I and I think um, that's the one thing that is good about how they're tr- they're trying to give visibility of the future without necessarily overcommitting. And I, and I do not envy anybody sitting in Downing Street right now. That is probably the most <laughs> unenviable job, <laughs> if I'm being very honest. I know. So. I know. It, it's it's a challenging time for everyone. It is. It is indeed. So obviously, Mama Shelter, um, and for those of you that don't know, I'm going to do a little bit of a promo. So having a look, you know, look to the website, I'm very excited to come for a visit at some time in the near future, but and to have a sip of that fabulous lager on your rooftop terrace. But if our listeners would like to learn more about Mama Shelter, um, so t- why don't you just give us like a really quick summary about Mama Shelter as a business and, you know, why should people come and see you guys down in London? Unfortunately, in London, we haven't got a rooftop terrace. It's, it's, it's ah. quite advertised on our website. So mom, like Los Angeles, LA has got a rooftop terrace. All the Paris mom, I think most of them, they got a rooftop terrace. And suddenly we get all excited about rooftop terrace because of this pandemic. We started uh-huh. understanding the importance of open Roofs. area. Absolutely. Uh, we've been fortunate enough. We got, we, we got a garden bar. Uh, so like you can see behind, uh, that's the garden bar area. Uh, which got a, uh, uh, where you can open the roof, uh, and when it's sunny, wow. it's not, unfortunately, it's not today, uh, <laughs> where you can sit outside and you can enjoy the cocktail. Uh, so if you'll talk about the mama shelter, so we, we are, we are in eight countries and 14 lively cities right now, uh, from Los Angeles to London, Belgrade to Paris. And, uh, and we are all about great cocktail menus, homemade food with cooked with lots of love. Uh, live DJ, live music. Uh, most important, I think, is smiling stuff. Uh, and all ages are welcome, though we can call it, it's very funky. Um, uh, it's for youngster and crowd. And no, it's all ages are welcome. Uh, believe it or not, um, me and my wife, we have been here quite a few times enjoying the dinner. And my wife loves this place. Uh, it's just because it's different than any, any corporate, Hotel where you, where you see everything on its place, uh, everything is, is shining and everything. 
uh, here, no, here the staff will come. If you ask them for a recommendation, uh, you can have a quick conversation with them for, for two minutes or five minutes. Uh, they can recommend you the best, best food. Well, all the foods are good, but it's up to your taste. So my wife, she's very much into, okay, uh, I would love to have something a little bit spicy. And they'll be, yeah, sure, why not? We'll give, we'll ask the chef to add a little bit more flavor onto your food or something like this. And then, and, and it's happy. Cocktail. She, she loves drinking cocktail, uh, especially gin based cocktail. She tried <laughs> it. She said, mm, it's nice. Love to have a little bit more alcohol onto this. And, uh, the bar manager came in and said, why not? You can have a little bit more alcohol. There's no harm in that. So, you know, it's, it's not about that you can only have a 35 ml alcohol in this. Uh, well, we follow the industry guidelines, government guidelines. Uh, but yes, uh, we'll look after you. It's your personal choice, personal preferences. There's no such, such, such thing called, uh, standard procedure. So you have to follow, follow. No, if guests want something, we'll go far beyond and, and try to please the guest. So Has, it's, it's a good yeah. place. Absolutely. And if, what's the best way if they want to learn, if people are listening, are looking for a lively, um, personalized boutique style hotel in, in London and around the world, where should they find out more about what you guys do? They can go onto their website. It's called mamashelter.com slash London. Uh, and they can book their rooms directly. The rooms are, rooms are again, they're very, very nice, beautifully decorated rooms. Uh, uh, and 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 it's it's just a it's a good vibe. Once you step into the mama shelter, uh, you feel like wow, what a place! That was my first impression. So when we opened the hotel in September, I I stepped into the, inside the hotel. I thought, wow, this is the place I would love to stay. You know, and that's the vibe. If you come on Friday and Saturday nights, there's a live DJ, there's live music, but it's not it's not that loud that you can't have a conversation. So you would like to carry on with the conversation. Yes, there are there are corners where where the music are not that loud. You can have a conversation. You can have a nice food. If you really want to dance, you know, there's no dance floor, but still, no one is going <laughs> to stop you if you want to dance. Just standing next to your table and you want to dance. So that that's that's uh, not. Everything you do traditionally, the way it's done in different hotels, in a corporate hotels, uh, we are very boutique, uh, uh, lifestyle, uh, brand. And, uh, yes, it's just about having a good time. Wonderful. Well, if that doesn't encourage our listeners to pop on and have a look, I don't know what will. So thank you so much, Manish. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. And, uh, yes, I hope you have a, an exciting rest of 2021. Um, and that's uh, yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Anna. It was lovely talking to you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be, be on the show and, uh, and I wish you luck. And yes, please do visit us. Yes, don't you worry. I've, uh, I'm, I'm going to add it to the list to be very fair. <laughs> thank you. I'll speak to you soon.